Warning! This podcast may contain spoilers, opinions, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, apparently we found out that in order to fly on your riding stick, you need to smash up a baby that hasn't been baptized and rub its entrails all over the stick and your body, and then you will go soaring through the sky. Note to self. I've been doing it all wrong. Welcome to Good Morning Horror. My name's Steve. I'm Chad. And today we're going to be reviewing The Vavitch. <laughs> the Vavitch? Vavavoom. It's mm. The Vavitch. The Vavitch. Also known as The Witch. The synopsis from Google says In 1630, New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when their youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. That synopsis to me isn't really accurate. I, I, this is not, I, when I read it, it just, it's, the synopsis, bleh. <laughs> like, the synopsis does not make me want to watch the movie. No, it doesn't, but it's also kind of misleading. Like, it's it's effectively saying plot points that aren't really there. Yeah, so no spoilers in the synopsis. Actually, yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. In fact, they're misleading you. Slightly. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. We're going to have spoilers. We will have spoilers eventually, but right. And it doesn't matter. You should have seen this movie already. Um, this movie's Yeah. This movie's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the AV Club is rating this a B plus. I'm going to jump to ratings right in the beginning now. Um, I, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And I say, go watch this movie. Like, stop listening to this podcast and go watch The Witch. It's should be something you've seen if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I agree. It's something that should be watched. It should be in your library of films. It's just a beautiful, moody uh, representation of of what like a good horror yeah. movie should be. It's a period piece. It's set in 1630s uh, New England. And it is refreshingly lacking... CG and much gore. There is CG we learned in it, but it's all just to kind of remove goat handlers mostly. Yeah, you wouldn't know. And, <laughs> and modesty garments yeah. mostly. Uh, just to try and make it everything look as realistic as possible, not necessarily to enhance or add something that wasn't there. It was subtractive CG. I think the beauty in this movie is the fact that it is so simplistic. Yeah. The beauty is the things that are unseen and are not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they intentionally kept a very keen eye towards the details of that period. And so you really do feel like you are in that period. Nothing drew me out, yeah. really. I, did, I didn't find anything that was like, eh, that doesn't really seem like it would exist in that period. Uh, although apparently there are some things yeah. that, that do. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, just a... I wrote down bleak beauty. Um, Bleak beauty. Yeah, well, there's a horse in it somewhere, but I think <laughs> it's my drag name. I, yeah, <laughs> my tramp stamp. I think it was such a gorgeous movie, just about 
decay, about the kind of decomposition of a family and of faith and of the mind and the soul. It was just such a dark, depressing, yeah. wonderful horror yeah. <laughs> movie. I agree. Like, in the very beginning, you know, they're in this community and then they're making this decision to leave the community, whether pur- Puritans. Puritans. Yes. So there's two types of Puritans. We we learned this because we had to Google it because we were like, why did they get banished? So there's the... So there are the separatists, which are the ones that really, really want to get away from England. And then there are the other ones, which I forgot uh, their name, but they they still are fine being attached to England. And they want to purify. They're the purists. Pur- Puritans. Purists. Puritans. They're, yeah, they're Regular all Puritans. Puritans. Not, yeah. not separatists, but they want to purify the Church of England. Whereas the separatists are like, fuck the Church of England. We're going to do this We're right. doing our own thing. And so this family were separatists that had apparently migrated to this regular Puritan colony, but they didn't fit in because they were like, screw England. We want to do our own thing. So they ended up leaving to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they were kind of forced out. Insert bleak family life. Insert bleak family life. <laughs> Grab your bag of popcorn. And I think one of the things I found interesting that you said last night, this like this whole film is sort of steeped in in huge religious beliefs. Like they're constantly reciting scripture. But the crazy thing is you don't see religious iconography. You don't see a cross. You don't see a Bible. You don't see any of this religion that is consuming their life. Like it's just, I guess, in their head. Yeah. I mean, they make a comment at one point where they're going to read and quote scripture, but they never find that Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I think that adds to the darkness. And it definitely the does. the decay that you're talking about with the religion. Yeah. And you know, what's funny it, to add to that, there was also just kind of no evidence of God. Yeah. Like whether it be iconography or just uh, stuff happening. Like it was, it was absent of the divine. But there was clearly the presence of evil. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> whether, you know, the crops dying, just uh, the cinematography, the blood and the goat's milk mm-hmm. when she's like milking the goat. Like it was just. Or the witch. Or the witch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was darkness definitely over this entire movie that you could feel and hear, um, because the soundtrack will give you nightmares. Yeah. The soundtrack in this was absolutely stunning. It was, it's not a melodic soundtrack and that was intentional. It's just, it's a very kind of visceral, almost tribal angular soundtrack and, and it just evokes kind of fear and, and, uh, a lot of just uncertainty yeah you were explaining this to me last night since you're like the music person with the background in music how the only melody in the film is at the very end when the credits roll yeah the only discernible melody is at the end when the credits roll and it's and it's a period piece it's an old uh, early music yeah piece and it's just a singer and a, a old-timey string instrument yeah and clearly it's a very intentional thing and i love that about it. It's just, there's no familiarity for your brain to grasp onto during this film. And so it's that kind of disorientation that, that makes it so unsettling. Yeah. And it's not, it's not your typical horror film with like jump scares and gore. Like it's all 
it's all like building and using this stuff that's like inside your brain. Like it's making you think it's mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the creepy witch in the woods and like that you don't really see, like, I mean, you see her, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just like not there, but there. Yeah. And it makes you wonder like, who is, the the antagonist yeah. of this film. And I feel like there were multiple antagonists. There was, of course, the movie's namesake. There was the witch. The witch. You know. But the direct influence of the witch on the family is is questionable in many, many cases. One another antagonist of the movie was kind of the family and their situation. And you know, they they talked about at the very end, the father talked about his pride, you know, mm-hmm. and getting into the family into the situation. Like, he was so proud of his religion and that he, they kind of ousted themselves, cast themselves out into this unknown world. And because of that, this happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, their family may have fallen apart without the witch. Yeah. It's clear that, you know, they couldn't necessarily provide for themselves. Like, he was, he was probably a carpenter. He kept cutting wood all over the place. He clearly made a beautiful house. <laughs> For the, for the period. Yeah. You know, so he was able to do certain things, just not provide in the food and sustenance kind of way. And... I'll agree with you there. I think um, the thing that I was talking to you about last night um, was it feels like a typical family. And so there's this story about how when parents are trying to um, make sure their son or daughter are this or that and they're pushing like religion or they're pushing you need to be a doctor or you need to go to law school how inevitably that child will rebel and sort of like go the complete opposite direction like it felt like it felt very real world even though it was taking place in the 1600s like that family dynamic and then thomason in the end completely rebelled and went to the darkest side she could possibly go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like she kept trying so hard to, like, fit up to her family's ideal of what she should be and just it, it, try to get there, like, except me. I'm your daughter. I'm going to go, like, put your goat to bed in the rain. Like, yeah. love me. But it just, it was never enough. And in the end, she ended up going to Witchland. Yeah, you know, a friend of ours said that it was kind of a happy ending of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she was happy. I mean, how end. could you not be happy dancing naked in the woods and floating into the sky? Yeah, she may have sold her soul to the devil, you know. Whatever. But I'm in it. Yeah, she got to she got to do some buto dancing in the sky. Buto. We learned that that was buto dancing, which Google it. Um, it's very fascinating um, yeah. that that form of dancing is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just interesting all the themes of like loss and displacement and wilderness and kind of the fragility of the family and or of of the situation back then. You know, if you leave your community in these harsh times in this harsh environment, it could be a death sentence. Yeah, it really, really could. <laughs> and so something else in this movie that. I, I struggled with, but also really appreciated, was the dialect. Yeah. Like, just, like, the words that they use. Like, I've never heard... They were reciting Bible verses, and it was scary as fuck. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, are they doing some sort of enchantment? Oh, no, that's a Bible verse. 
but just the way that they were saying it with those words and like the 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 speed and the cadence of how they would recite stuff like it was scary yeah and you know we learned that they took a lot of the lines that were not scripture uh as well as scripture i suppose uh, from actual accounts during that period. So this was 10 years after the Mayflower landed-ish mm. around that period of time. And of course, people spoke differently back then. And so they got accounts of of just court documents and people's diaries and things like that and took actual lines from those things and put them in here. So they tried to keep it as accurate as possible. And yeah, the way they spoke was, again, so unfamiliar to us yeah. that it's disconcerting. That one scene with like the dad and the son when they're in the woods... Like, and they're having this back and forth. I guess it was the kid having some sort of crisis of faith because, like, the baby was going to hell or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe I understood more than I thought I did. Because um, <laughs> like, they believed in original be- sin. Between that guy's voice, which is, like, the deepest voice I've ever Ooh. heard. Yeah, was it Ralph? Um, yeah. The accent and just the dialect. I w- I'm pretty sure I have no idea what they said. I, I was but just, it didn't matter. It, it, it it did and it didn't. Like, like, why is this kid having a fit? But, uh, and how is the dad consoling him? But it, it was hard to understand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I still got the gist of it. Yeah. It, 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 yes, exactly. All of that. I agree with what you said. And <laughs> All I'm just going to say words. Yes. <laughs> just say words mm-hmm. that you agree with. I'm this. just going to, yes. <laughs> I'm amazing. I yeah. agree with me. Mm-hmm. I like how they portrayed the witch, too. Witches are often portrayed as, you know, a old crone type of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, they made her so like this creature of creature is probably an accurate yeah. description of nature. Um, and and gave her this form that she was naked. Oh God, that scene where she mutilates the baby and rubs it all over her body was, I wanted to vomit. Yeah. They thought that it was powerful to have an unbaptized baby rubbed all over you and your broom and your stick. Well, I mean, they, they didn't ride brooms back then, but yeah, your riding stick. Yeah. Apparently we found out that in order to fly on your riding stick, you need to smash up a baby that hasn't been baptized and rub its entrails all over the stick and your body, and then you will go soaring through the sky. Note to I've self. I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to watch some, some YouTube videos on exactly how to do that. I want to go flying through the sky. <laughs> you deal with the baby part. I just want to fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all in all, it, it was such a it was it's such an engrossing movie. It is a slow pace. It's not a jump scare movie. Is it? It didn't feel slow to me. I was always in it, but it wasn't like actiony and things were happening all over the place. Yeah, the... it wasn't it wasn't actiony. I guess you're right. But you're right. I was in it. Yeah. Like I didn't there wasn't a moment where I was like, "Oh my god, could this like speed up a little bit?" Because it was just constantly there was something grabbing your attention. Yeah, slow doesn't mean boring, but it yeah. was also not quick. Just every shot in there was just so beautiful. The acting was absolutely amazing. Just everyone in it was mind-blowingly good. It was entirely believable. Yeah, you know the sets, the location, the lighting, the music. Uh, the story all of it felt really faithful to the time period like we said go watch this damn film go watch this damn film motherfuckers like we own it on blu-ray it's one of the few things we own on blu-ray physical copy we have a physical copy of this movie um and even 
even we we've watched all the special features which are fascinating they talk about like the research that they did for the movie last night we watched the movie and then we watched it again this is the first time we've ever done this we watched it again with like the director's commentary yeah and it was just fascinating it's enlightening like elucidating yeah (laughs) to understand like the to see the things that we didn't see you know, like, he, he calls something out, like, this is my favorite shot, or this yeah. thing, or I didn't like this. Like, it was just, it was, it's just a really good, good situation. You know, the funny thing was, we kind of started the commentary to learn the significance of the rabbit. Oh, and right! We wondered, like, what the hell is the rabbit? Yeah. Because we, we had an assumption that it was the witch, right? Yeah, I, I was like, is that the witch? I think it is, but I don't know, kind of or what the purpose is, is, or, yeah, what is, what's the deal? <laughs> And so we're like, oh, we'll watch it. You know, we can stop the comp. You know, we can stop it after we figure yeah. out what it is. So they get to the rabbit part, and he's like, "Just Google hair and witch." <laughs> they didn't even. Explain he didn't that. even say what it was. I was like, "Damn it!" Well, but it's good that we got there because yes. you had been googling rabbit and witch, and, and that doesn't take you to the right up. place. But yeah. when you Google hair and witch, it comes right up with the with the proper allegory that I am also going to pay forward and not tell you what it is. Yeah, Google hair and witch, but it, it literally that's what was happening in that movie. Yeah, with the hair and the witch, really good, really really good movie. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, you took notes this time. I took notes this time, so have I we could, covered everything in your notes? My, I don't know. I mean, sure. I can't even read your notes. We talked about the themes. We talked about the music. We Are you a doctor? The cinematography. We talked about this prescription I just wrote. Um, you wrote a prescription? <laughs> oh, no. oh, because you're a doctor. Yeah. Sometimes I don't get your humor. You, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> sometimes. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. This was a really wonderful movie to watch. It was great to talk about. Uh, it was great to chat with you, Chad. I, I am really happy to... What the fuck? It's great to chat with you, Chad. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Again, go watch this movie mm-hmm. right now. You should have already stopped the podcast. And Drop your coffee on your lap and go watch this. Rented it on whatever platform you use. Thank you for listening. Again, we really appreciate any support at this moment as this is our third podcast. And we're excited to do a lot more. Uh, If you guys want us to review any movies, let us know in the comments somewhere. We're on all social media platforms at Good Morning Horror. Go follow Um, us on Instagram. Are we on the Twitters yet? We are not on Twitters. (laughs) But follow us on the Instagram. We're on the Facebooks. We're on the Stitcher, the iTunes, the SoundCloud. Yes. Um, And another one. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in as well. Yeah. Um, So we're trying to get all of that set up. And you can always email us at chatandsteve at goodmorninghorror.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day. Bye.